0: Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I sit down to talk about Reformation Sunday, Halloween, and the first message in our series entitled Reformed. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. Back in the armchair with Pastor John. Hello, Pastor John. Hello,
1: everyone. On this October thirty first, twenty twenty three,
0: we are recording and more than likely posting on what is October thirty first, twenty twenty three, and we will. um, We should let everybody know, John, that. That we're not in
1: our normal... No, no, not in a suit and tie or jackets or... Well, I'm in a suit and tie. (laughs) Now, take that back. You are. You certainly are, but not your normal suit and tie. No,
0: not not a normal suit and tie. We are are dressed up for the Halloween costume parade that is... The Little Shepherds. For Little Shepherds. A,
1: A thousand... Pounds of cuteness cause you should walk by. Oh him, my and just, gosh! It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really, really is. And
0: and we do this every year. For those that don't know, that don't follow us on social media or um, other places, uh, every year uh, we have our little shepherds preschool comes through the offices, and a lot of the staff. I would say the vast majority of the staff dresses up in some capacity, yeah. and if they. Forget a costume we have storehouses of costumes tight things robes
1: and yeah all yeah, kinds of
0: things all sorts of stuff and uh, we give them out um, you know Tens of thousands of calories of sugar, which, yes. which I'm sure most of this most of the their time parents, ends up with their parents. Parents love that. Yeah, we send them send them home all sugared up. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, we decided we'll just uh,
1: we'll do the podcast in our yeah. in our outfits. So Pastor John is dressed as uh, I'm Mario right now. We decided after the new Mario movie came out that I would be uh, I would do the Mario but theme. You, but your Mario is a little more authentic than just like a
0: you bought the costume.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't have the yellow buttons on mine, but I do have. Have the, um, I do have the um, the overalls. They're actual overalls yeah. and uh, shirts, an actual shirt, not a, co- a costume. The cap and the the gloves, moustache and the gloves are the only thing that are that are. Uh, and you got boots on and everything. Boots and all, yeah. yeah.
0: And you did not plan this, but um, uh, Tim Timmy's are a young adult. Uh, college young adult yes. director was dressed as luigi
1: a very nice surprise to walk out of my office and see luigi Which, next to me my, yeah that was that my, was my brother
0: that was uh that was uh <laughs> unplanned the kids loved it too yeah yeah and we had a couple we had a luigi today we had a couple of marios yesterday and uh yeah it, it was uh it's a real it's a real neat thing that we do because the preschool is a ministry of the church it's not just a preschool we're, we're not we don't Host a separate organization where
1: some churches right. they rent out their space to a school, right. and, and there's not this actually, or, or they are a separate 501c3. And and uh, and you know, we're we are, we are one in the same, yeah. We are part of they are a minister of this church, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's that's. It's always a fun. It's always By the a way, f- people f- see you on Facebook or, or social or Instagram. They know that you and your family. Your costume, as you said yesterday, right. makes more sense when you have your whole family with you. Because yeah. right now you could be a guy dressed up in a cool you know suit with a cool little vest on. But yeah, you are.
0: I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm the ghost host. From Disney's Haunted Mansion. So, if you've ridden the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney World or Disneyland or any one of the Disneys that has a Haunted Mansion, the costume I have is of one of the cast members. I had several people who go to Disney's so like, is that an actual cast member like uniform? It's very authentic. It's, it's uh, I will say, uh, this is the most impressed I've been with a bought costume because it's all separate. A lot of times uh, I've done a lot of costumes where it's basically, it's printed, like a, a yeah. fake shirt, a fake vest. It's all just printed on there, and you just kind of
1: step in. It's like a... It's yeah, like, you got a real, it's like a real, real jacket, real with, vest, real tie. With, with tails and everything. Yeah. And uh, I joke. Well, the McGowan's went all out this year. We I did. Mean, you, normally, you normally go all we out. Do. But you, you you Today, this year, was... Something, yeah. my all s- in. My son was the hat box ghost
0: from Disneyland, is the hat box, ghost. today is Halloween, so they're going to get to wear more one more time. My daughter... Was the killer bride Constance Hatchaway, which is a little darker than yeah. Tendigo. We 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 are a little more fun loving with it. We are a little darker with that, and then my wife plays is the is dressed as the the ballerina from the stretch room. So if you go into the haunted mansion, there's like the first room you go into is a room that stretches out, and there's all these yeah, yeah, yeah. portraits, and uh, she has a little. Alligator that she walks around with, yeah. so um, which my daughter
1: has now claimed as one of her, her mena- toys. menagerie yeah. of, of stuff stuff animals and going animals. into her costume closet now. That's right. That's right. So yeah, it's a lot. So of how fun. do you, How do you? Pro- I, know, I wrote a little bit about this my article last Friday, but how do you process the? Um, you know, that separate out the, yeah. uh, the 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 negative parts of and the negative origins of uh, of Halloween and and uh, and 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 what we do.
0: Yeah. So it's like a lot of things when when you deal. with, with kind of cultural holidays or or touch points, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the, I, I remember when I was in my old church, we did a trunk or treat kind of fall festival thing, and we'd had a we had a kind of a backlash from some fundamentalists in our church that were like, you know, railing against anything remotely associated with Halloween. And we did the same thing that we do here, which is we limit and we. Uh, encourage, and we do a little bit more than encourage, but say, you know this is we're just this is for fun. so we're, we're not gonna elevate the, the the murderous like aspects of the you know the, the creepy I don't I hate scary movies. I hate, I, do I, hate I hate all that that garbage, you know I don't get into it. Um, so we, we you know we, we dressing up and, and having fun you know with that sort of thing, we, we elevate that side of it and we minimize the, that, that portion of it. And we do it as a community building process because there is something there's something that can be very community building even about trick-or-treating you know i know there are pagan origins of all that but in our day and age i know in our neighborhood i don't know how it is in your neighborhood but i imagine it's very similar because your neighborhood is a pretty kind of tight neighborhood in terms of like there's a lot of people our neighborhood is a lot of kids and we get to we get to bump into and talk to and and that's one of the things that we like about the trick-or-treating kind of aspect in our neighborhoods we get to it's a it's a ready opportunity to be able to build relationships with our neighbors and our neighborhood does a lot of different things like that community yard sales
1: and things like that we have automatic kind of time so uh yeah, and and and, it, and it's not the first time in 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 history, nor will it be the last time in in, in the history of the Christian Church that the Christians have taken something that has darker origins, yeah. and has or has pagan or, origins, and said we're going to redeem it yeah. for some larger good purpose well, of, even, of community and yeah. and and worship, and like the first station that the people came to in this and and for for the. For the uh, Costume, costume. Canada can the other night was a children's ministry table manned by some you know yeah. leaders in, leaders in the church handing out the story of salvation. Yeah, that's what we do. We, we every single year we have little. Little tracks
0: that come from Campus Crusade for Christ we got several years ago, and uh, we always give. That's the first thing that people get when they they come in. We also have an opportunity to to build relationships with them and and uh, you know you know write um, you know write back to them and invite them into the life of our church. But you, like you said, you know eat, eat, the big the big holidays in the Christian faith. You know, like you look at Easter and Christmas. Now both of those are we have deemed to celebrate the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But even the placement of those things is associated with some pagan origins, right? I mean, yeah. now there's debate about this. About December 25th, was Jesus actually born in December? And I, you know, there, I, whatever that is. But even some of the decorative purposes, and I, I've heard legends why we why we use evergreen trees in 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 uh, to, as decorations because it was a reaction against uh, the 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 erection of uh, an oak tree that was to to celebrate the god Thor you know and um there there's a there's a legend that a bishop that was there chopped down the tree planted a a an Nevergreen. evergreen tree yeah. and pointed to that and said let this be a symbol of the life-giving never-ending life that is offered to us in Jesus yeah. Christ and that's part yeah. of it. You know, so all these different that's things that's been
1: around I mean, that I, I think about that reminds me of the, the you know can you redeem something that was used for one purpose and use it for 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 godly purposes yeah. the whole work of Justin Martyr in the yeah. Third century or so second second century third century um, um, he, his work was to, to he was the first one to take Greek philosophy and and look through the lens of Greek philosophy, which would have been pervasive that would have been well known in the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the third century and would take that and say now using Greek philosophy, this is the gospel here 's how you can understand what the gospel is mm-hmm. what is that that is that 's cultural appropriation is what yeah. we call it today, yeah. yeah. Uh, you take what's out there in, in culture, you appropriate it for for the purposes of the gospel in this case, and you and you explain the gospel using that very same thing. Um, but so, even that practice—I mean, even even the language you just used—that
0: that relates to the practice is 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 gospel-centered. It's redeeming it, right? And and that's the point that that we try to to emphasize because we're not going to do away with either the pagan origins or the way some people utilize things like Halloween today for evil purposes. But what we can do is say, no, no, no we're going to appropriate that for a gospel end. Yeah. And I know there are people that disagree. So, well, you can't do that. Well, I don't know. Jesus redeemed the image of execution of the Roman Empire, one of the most horrendous forms of death, and now we wear them yeah. as as jewelry. Gold, jewelry on yeah. our, I, I've used that example many it's times. If God, can, if God is going to use... One of the most wicked evil forms of torturous uh, execution and then say no 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 this is going to be for generations a symbol of salvation then I think you know we can redeem a holiday for, for- for godly purposes right my,
1: my understanding of even what evangelism is is a um, is a set of activities whose intention is i mean motivated by love you know you governed by that that whole idea but the whole intention of it is to initiate a person into a life of discipleship but which means that anything that we yeah. intend to be a, a a doorway into the life of discipleship can in fact be evangelistic, absolutely, including everything that we do on on costumes and candy. Look, I'm walking around like in a, in a nine in a, foot snowman, that's right. and what did I intend <laughs> to do? I intended to be hospitable that's to right. people who are coming into the, the, the place there, Amen. so that they could have an, a door open, yeah. so they so they can because I knew I knew fifty feet away from me was was the gospel yeah. being handed out. So well, and and
0: we understand that in our in our culture there is certain perceptions about institutional church, right? There's a certain perception that that non Christians have. And some of that is earned. We've we've preached on this before. Some of the negative uh, viewpoints of the church has been earned, and and some of it's not. And what we want to say in opening those doors in a way that is uh, hospitable and and even fun is to say – we're not as weird or we're not as scary as you might think that we are, mm-hmm. you know, as as followers of Jesus Christ. And we want to welcome you and and come as you are. And, you know, I've even used this example, too. You know, um, people have asked me these types of questions about even Christmas. I mean, I had people that well, I'm not going to celebrate Christmas because of its pagan origins. And I'm like, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And I was like, well, we go back to like – what 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 you're using what i'm using right now we use iPads and we use mac yeah. computers and computers all the time you know the in the inventors of the these this technology did not intend them to be used for gospel purposes i mean that was not their yeah. like they're not thinking hey we're going to try to spread the gospel by inventing sure. these great technological devices they were thinking about oh i'm going to invent something cool that i can sell you know a billion units of so that we can make more money and connect people and yada 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 and we're like
1: yeah but it's also a great tool of the gospel so we're going to
0: utilize that for for, for yeah I mean, Jesus said, these ends. things these
1: that these things come in the, the, in that case in that example they come in value neutral that they're, they're I mean just like the internet the, the internet is horrendous when you think of yeah. the dark web and you think of all the of the the terrible things that are that are accessible to the to anybody with a with a with a smartphone yeah. in their hands it's terrible but on the other hand what about the redemptive purposes yeah, but, of the internet what about all the good that can be done with that so yeah. and it's not to say that obviously the, the the dark origins of of anything if the pagan organs of Saturn with the uh, you know with with Christmas, that's that's that is true. Yeah. We would we would reject that outright and yeah. just unequivocally reject that outright. Unequivocally reject outright the uh, the origins, the, the occult, the witchcraft, all those things like that that are part that some people embrace. But is any any of it redeemable? The answer that we've come up with is, is yes, and, yeah. it, and it must be. I mean, if, we, if we don't do that, then then that. That then lives in its own right and has no redeeming qualities. What is the redeeming abilities to it? Well, that's a very, to me, I feel it's a very Calvinistic, uh, very Calvinistic
0: uh, mindset. If you think about it, because it's like, you know, we we look at you know I, sometimes when you read scripture and and I, as I've joked it's not a joke it's true my, my favorite book of the Bible is the book of Genesis right and one of the reasons it's my favorite book of the Bible is because it shows sinful broken people that God uses and it really I, I when you get to the story of like Jacob and Esau right Jacob is when he's born and even in a, even into middle and late actually throughout his entire life that you look at the story of Jacob and there's no point you're like that guy's a righteous guy There's yeah. no point All right. even when he's cuz even when he's an old man and he's favoring Joseph over his brothers and causing all this infighting you're like what are you doing but god still uses him and i as i've taught those lessons i have people that really get uncomfortable with that, right? They get really uncomfortable with why would God use someone like Jacob and now, you know, he, he's he's enshrined. In yeah, Abraham, the, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. It's it, one of the, the big three. Exactly. And, and Isaac, the same, I mean, Isaac is almost entirely ineffectual and Abraham has his own set of problems, but I'm like, guys, this is actually the gospel, right? Because... How many, you know, what hope is there for us if, they, if right. God can't use fallible people like like that? Cuz he only has sinful people to work with. Right? Yeah. He yeah. only has, except for Jesus Christ, save yeah. Jesus Christ, he only has sinful broken people to G work point. with. G right? Point. And so if he can use those folks, then he certainly can use me and there's absolutely no there's no person on this planet and there and there's 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 almost nothing that cannot you can't find a, redeem, a redeeming no. uh, a, a redeeming purpose and that doesn't mean you have to doesn't mean you just take it lock stock and barrel like you just said you can't take it everything lock stock and barrel but you take what is true you take what is good you take what is beautiful and then you infuse it with prayer and the gospel and and the power of the holy spirit and yeah. amazing things can happen.
1: I just that's a, such an important point that most people who are. Pretty hard line on on these types of things. Leave out entirely. Set, is that if were were we to, to take that hard line on every single thing, we would be a a minor splinter. Uh, cult sectarian yeah. movement, rather than a massive movement, because we were able to take take what is in real in real life and and redeem it for for yeah. for godly purposes. Yeah. Not the least of which, by the way, this was this Sunday was uh, was Reformation Sunday, Reformation Sunday. right out here at, at Halloween. The thing we we start, started with. By the way, sidebar: David is my version of what you talk about yeah. with uh, with uh, with Jacob. So he's my version of it. it's like if God. If God can be redemptive with a with a murderer and adulterer. Oh Gosh. You know all the uh, long I mean, pretty much in that one series of moves with his eyes, just pretty much all ten commandments were just all of them. He nailed all of them right then, broke well, all of them. Well, and then
0: and then you look at and look and then you look at Matthew chapter one and and, and the, the 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 genealogy, the genealogy, and how much brokenness is in there, and you're like, oh my gosh! And okay, that, that leads to Jesus. <laughs> that leads to Jesus, right? Anyway, we could go on, yeah, on yeah. That. But like you said, this this week is Reformation Sunday today. Not just Halloween, but Reformation Day, Day. the day that we mark uh, on October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther uh, famously, legendarily... uh, Post the ninety-five things yeah. on the door of Wittenberg Church. Although there is some debate about was that the day he did that, or was that the day that he sent the letter to the yeah. Archbishop of Mainz, and then it was posted on the churches. But it doesn't matter. But it
1: was still the equivalent of a Facebook event that he created. <laughs> that's right, that's he right. created a Facebook event and been doing that, invited everybody to come and talk about. it. But
0: you know it's interesting
1: too because it was uh,
0: when you look at the life of Martin Luther, it was somewhat. It, I think it's like it like this with a lot of with a lot of heroes, right? It was unintentional thing. Yes, right. I mean yes. Martin
1: Luther's He had no intention to, 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 to sh- start this movement. No, he, he
0: didn't want to be he wasn't seeking out excommunication. He wasn't yeah. but he I think it was also when you read like his like some of his biographies, you're like, that dude, you were a little naive about the political things that were happening at the upper levels of the Catholic Church at that time. Or the at that with that point it was just the church. There was no other option. And to think that this wasn't gonna get you like in trouble Yeah and maybe maybe you weren't really thinking by by the time
1: he got to the Diet of Arms though I think he I think he sorted that out and he and if he wasn't if he was Coming in sort of weekly into that, by the time he got to the final break, he he had he had a backbone to him.
0: His life, man, uh, and you mentioned a little bit more like the like the Diet of Worms and and you know here I stand, I can do no other. That 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 scene, I, I encourage people to pick up a biography of Martin Luther because he's he's an interesting guy. Eric McTaxis does a great one. Yeah, he, Eric McTaxis does a great one. There are, there, uh, RC Sproul has a has a little brief short one um, that is a good entry point into his life. He's an interesting 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 guy. One, he was a priest, you know, uh, and then one of the things that he did was kind of upend the marriage thing with priests and the priests that were leaving the, the Catholic Church. He was actually there are these stories about him becoming sort of a matchmaker, and then he, <laughs> and then finally there was one nun left over and there was nobody left, so he married her, <laughs> and yeah. and and he was very reluctant to marry her, but then later on it was like the great love of his life. It was just, and he
1: was a brewer. I mean, come on, yeah, you know, I mean, he was German. So you got to. Go I mean, no wonder. That, you know? I mean, Calvin follows him. John Calvin, yeah. our, our theological ancestor, followed yeah. him, you know, like 20 years later or so. And, you know, in that same tradition, yeah. today, the Calvinists today, is, you know, bearded and you know, drink craft beer and, yeah. and, and play darts or That's something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Pups. yeah. So
0: it is the Protestant Reformation that he kicks off. And there are these five basic principles that become, and I loved how you explained briefly that this wasn't like Martin Luther sat down and wrote out the five solas. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple that were pretty, and you, you mentioned this, there are some reformers that had two, some that had three, but then ultimately we've we've seen, looking kind of back yeah. on the 16th century, these five Latin phrases. And 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 we both talked about them. You know, you have the sola scriptura, yeah. sola fide, sola gratia, solus Christus, and sola Nice, Dea, nice right? video, too. You use a video. You use a video for that. Yeah, that was all that. Jennifer. That was all Jennifer Voigt. Yeah, she nice. found that. I thought... Yeah, let's go ahead and let's just use that as the bumper. Good uh, good visual. And then also having to kind of let people know, yeah, we're going to be using a little Latin and I know that kind of scares some people, but we're part of this big church history. Yeah. I love how you started it though. I, and I want to just jump into. It. You you framed it from the standpoint of like family history. Yeah. And what had you heard that before? Was that what where no. did that idea
1: come from? No. I really loved that because you talked about your own Personal, you know. Well, I wondered how you thought about it because no, you, 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 yeah. you had the. You grew up. You and I grew up the same way, similar way.
0: Not, not, <laughs> not a hometown. To, I mean, we both claim a hometown. Yeah. But we weren't really raised there. Yeah. I claim Birmingham, Alabama, is my hometown. I wasn't raised there. Don't know my way around there. But that's the place that we kept going back to when mm-hmm. I was a kid. You're um,
1: Florida. The the problem with this. The problem with this. it's it sort of. It, and Ordo Salutis was the same way. You referenced that in your sermon mm-hmm. as well. The problem with this is that it can be dry, dusty, distant yeah. material, and, uh, and 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 not really have a heart. Yeah. you know, relational connection to like, we've got a group of people listening to this and, and the question that's on their, their mind is anytime you start going into, and you, you even like apologize I love, you say, look, if you're not a big history buff, give me five minutes here. Yeah. You, I'll be back with you in five minutes or you can check it, check out, for five, you know, because this is a bit of a history there. If, if, if you don't do something like that, you don't find some way to connect people who do not, care about yeah. history to something that matters now i mean, I, that was my that's Those the concern are, to have because you know it is reformation sunday we want to tie that in we want to look at this we want to look at the scripture itself and we to get into that we're going to go through this lens of, of the moment of, of the day uh it just ne- it needed something that had the personal connection and and for me that was easy because that 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 was the personal connection I mean, the minute that the that kind of penny dropped in my mind of this this is a very personal story to me yeah. and it should be to very personal story to all of us all of a sudden the scripture became a very personal story so these these stories of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob we were just talking about mm-hmm they're not distant, you no know, dried because you had the church history that kind of bridged that gap. You know, could yeah. kind of trace it
0: back. That's through, it. That's you know? exactly, and, that's and exactly that's, it. Yeah.
1: The ability, and, and anybody listening right now, we should understand that we have the ability from wherever it is we are right now, whatever our life circumstance, to look down the well of history and draw a line, hard line connection between us and Jesus Christ yeah. and go back even further back to, you know, the Maccabean stage, to, to the to the intertestimonial period back to the to the old testament period every bit of those stories we should be able to hardline a connection spiritual to spiritual connection all the yeah. way through and 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 were you thinking like i need
0: because there is this kind of like there's this there's almost a danger and i've heard we've heard i'm sure you have too you, you know you've been around presbyterianism for a long time you know we we've both heard messages on reformation sundays or That that deal. I've preached Reformation messages. I mean, I've preached on sola scriptura. I've preached on all five solos in one sermon. You and I both heard very dry, almost lecture style sermons. And was so. Did you have it in your head like I? I don't want it to be that. But I think this is important. So I need to. Find that heart connection.
1: Well, it's sort of the twist on it was that I, I know I need to enter into what for some people is going to be a dry, dry, dry topic, and and I want, but I want to go there so that we hear it, yeah. Because the the hearing of it is is you know we can't not hear it and have any kind of richness to our faith now, so it has yeah. to be there. So it's just a matter of how we can how we can make that accessible, make the hearing of that accessible. Yeah, that was. I mean, you did the same same thing. Now that I'm saying that, you know, when you talk about the need to reform. Certain 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 laws that are on the books. I had a little side note that we lived in Kennesaw, Georgia, for a little while. At one point in the 1800s, Kennesaw, Georgia, created a law that if you don't own firearms, you it's illegal for you to not own firearms in Kennesaw, Georgia, (laughs) and it was still on the books when we lived there in whatever year that was in the 90s or so, 1990s. It it was still still on the books, and now they're talking. "We, We need to remove this, much in the same way you California needs to remove. That it's illegal to kill a frog that was killed in a jumping competition. In a jumping competition. But you
0: know, it's it's it, when I so that's a I, and I'm sure the, the the funny laws illustration is not that's not super uh, innovative, right? I mean, people have used it no, before. but the idea
1: to what what I liked about what you did with it was the, the, there's a need to reform yeah. something in, and the, in the middle yeah. of all that. That was the good. That was a great, brilliant twist.
0: Well, because I think about it from the same. I, I was thinking about it from the standpoint of I I get questions a lot and. and with with within the church within the church or people that are actually it's not people that have grown up in the church. I think people that grow up in the church just they either don't question it they don't think about it or they know it. But people that come in from outside like why are they why are there so many denominations? Why are there so many different kind of you know, movements. What well, you know, what's the difference? And we get a lot of folks that come here that will and I met met another couple on, on Sunday. Well, you know, I was raised Catholic, my wife was raised Baptist. And so there's just like, well what is the real difference here? And we didn't get into the differences, but I'm saying okay, at one point in history the church was one unified church and the Protestant Reformation was was really intended as a corrective to some of the abuses that took place yeah. in that the church. And and Sometimes I get blamed for – and I have been blamed from former Catholics that come in like sometimes I bash the Catholic Church. I'm like, I don't bash the Catholic Church. I, I lived in Italy for two and a half years. I've yeah. seen yeah. the beauty of the Catholic Church when it works I, well. I
1: was aware of uh, – uh, hopefully the, those who heard the the message um, would did not feel like that was bashing because anytime I said it, I said something to the effect of the Roman Catholic Church of the Middle Ages. Yeah. In the fifteenth century or sixteenth century, uh, I mean, they there
0: was and there's abuses that go on today. There's abuses yeah. that go on in any denomination today, and that's why we have to have the 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 foundation of Scripture to check those abuses. Yeah. Because institutionally, you know, Jesus Christ died for the Big C Universal Church. The individual expressions of that are supposed to be in a process of perfecting. You know, we're but the only way to do that is if we allow the the smaller congregations to check against
1: Scripture the practices there has, and the there has to be an objective standard yeah. that's out there. It, it cannot be the, the 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 opinions of of the people.
0: And 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 I think too one of the things that does make the this pat this type of series helpful and 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 a, the way you approached it the way you jumped into it I think answers this question is I've heard from. Younger generations. is ironic is that when they go to some of the other churches, the non-denominational churches, the 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 kind of the hipper church. I you know, say we're we're pretty hip. I mean, you're in a Mario costume for crying out loud. Um, I'm, I'm I'm in a ghostos costume. We're pretty hip, but is that there's there's not a sense of depth and history there. Right. Yes. Whereas in art. Because we do have the tradition, there is a depth in a history, and and actually, Colin Hansen's book, "A uh, Young, Restless, and Reformed," which came out several years ago, is talking about how there's a, a there's a, a growing number of you know millennials and and zennials who are they've tried the other churches and so they're trying to find that balance yeah, yeah. of relevance but also depth and history.
1: Yeah and, and I I think it's related to searching for your community. Yeah. You know there's a there's a great part of the of of the world that we live in now because of the advent of of social Media and the ability to connect to one another and kind of create these little only like-minded uh, people that we feel like we've, we're, we're disconnected from the rest of the world. So we just we're, we're in search of a sense of community, and I think I think that uh, that the depth that we can. I mean, I, look, I, I I went through. I started at the early church period and i moved all the way through the reformation uh, era and then i moved through some of the varying views of the of the scriptures so i'm just you know in in some ways i was self-aware that i'm communicating that there's great depth to our story there's yeah. great riches to it now, now i you know you you you, you people know that there's Terrible parts of our story as well, yeah and that's the downside to that. But and I didn't really talk about that as yeah. a, as editing room floor. I had it; it was on the tip of my tongue several times. But I think it's a, a, a to your point. I think it's a it's a it's a sad it's it's a it's a scratch to a modern itch. Yeah, for for. For depth to be able to speak into the the ling- the longevity of the of, of a tradition like yeah. ours yeah like our tradition to speak into the longevity of a tradition like ours uh, and then to be able to speak in speak that in, in ways that 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 are accessible I thought you did a masterful job of just really just talking about how things like science changes yeah you know the, that that's an accessible uh, you know, illustrations saying, Look, there, there were, what, why, how did there become eight planets? Yeah. And what happened to Pluto? How did it get to, you know, you know, <clears throat> yeah. So, so just, just that, you know, okay. So, in this world, what all the expertise, I love that too. All the expertise of this world says, This is the truth. And then fast forward 40 years, and so, oh, it's always not the truth anymore. It's not the
0: truth anymore. And, 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 and those are the authorities that we tend to lean on, right? I mean, we all have. Whether it's political ideologies or cultural ideologies or societal ideologies or, or or scientific ideologies, we're saying, well, these are the authorities that I'm going to listen to or follow or or yeah. whatever. And and more and more, and I think we're at a time now. I think, and I mentioned this in the sermon, post pandemic, where we're we're questioning all those authorities, rightly yeah. so. Yeah, and so well what are we left with right well we we've got to be left with something supernatural we've got to be yeah. left with something that is Firm, and that that's that's
1: the truth of holy scripture. That's also the answer to the postmodern, postfoundational yeah. who say that there is no thing to go. That the answer to it for some people would be, well, yeah, because this authority has been proven wrong, and that authority has been proven but, wrong. There is no authority, yeah. And so we just have these little mini authorities that everybody gets to decide what their own authority is, and and we and that's our answer to that as well. Said so, no, that's not that's not the faithful answer. The faithful answer yeah. is that the authority it has always been there, yeah we've just been leaning on other things before we've had a change in the in the modern era the the age of reason whatnot. and but that's it's never gone away it's always yeah. been there when well, and and i i
0: think that the postmodern post-foundational like you said that experiment is is found is being found to be more wanting right because as you know policies and politics and governmental structures are always about 20 to 30 years behind philosophical trends right hmm. so <clears throat> so you get the age of enlightenment and you you get the post-religious kind of age, uh, or post—you know—kind of post-supernaturalism, post-transcendent age of the Enlightenment. Well, that starts to show up in 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 the governmental structures of the United States. Uh, I, I hate to burst people's bubbles, but the, the the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are Enlightenment documents, right? You get into to the French Revolution; those are Enlightenment movements, right? So that's about about a hundred or so years. Well, now we're living into a time where policies are are living out these philosophical post modern post foundational trends and what we're seeing is those policies are very very bad <laughs> they're they're wanting because it, what it leaves is uh, a lot closer to anarchy because it's trying to open the door where everybody can be, uh, uh, you know, to, to quote judges. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, the end of judges. Yeah, everyone we, did, uh, what, did what uh, seemed
1: right in their own eyes. Everybody's doing that now, and and you're seeing in places like it doesn't work. I it mean, just that, doesn't <laughs> work. I think this, this is this is again the genius of God is. Yeah. Okay, that's you, you. You can try it, you yeah. can try it, but it will not give you what you think, what, what you want. What you want is you want to have a stable community, you want to have a stable, stable place where people are, people are valued, and it doesn't work unless you have certain standards. And so, yeah. we, we have, and I guess this is what maybe this is what we, we, we both were trying to come at this same thing the, the same way is that, is that until there is something that is beyond ourselves, that is our ultimate standard, anything short of that is going to be just chaotic. Yeah going to be chaotic and we're seeing that i was trying to lift it up by saying that that you know there there are people who who are whose own sense of what is what is um reason yeah reasonable uh, trumps in their minds it trumps anything that this that's uncomfortable uh, in scripture yeah and and one of the things i I loved what you did in, in the message is you
0: you you mentioned this, but then then you kind of dug a little bit deeper in the on the in on the online version. Obviously, you couldn't do this in the live version 815 fifteen and ten thirty. You showed the the uh, oh the painting the, the painting of Matthew being guided by the Holy Spirit yeah. by the the angelic spirit, the Holy mm. Spirit guiding him. In. And one of the things I loved about that is you addressed a a. A question that often people have when we say Scripture alone is the authority for is the rule of the ultimate rule supreme rule of life and faith mm-hmm. is well isn't that tradition that tells us that that's isn't it tradition that tells us tradition is not the ultimate rule right but it's because we understand the that the the Bible as we have it the Word of God as we have it it is a divinely inspired book through human, In and of itself, through and human, it says that of human itself, authors. yeah, and it says that of itself, but it's through human authors. So you kind of addressed. Uh, I was someone sent me an article today that was published in the Ledger. It was like an op-ed from a former pat from a former uh, the,
1: uh, 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 a humanist celebrant. Oh, I, yeah, th- th- saw was, I saw too. the okay, article. So yes, did, did someone I, send it to you? Because they someone send it to me, and, did, I like, and I was well, well, of course, that's what a human celebrant, <laughs> humanist celebrant would, would write. They, but they're they, they, talking
0: about is talking about the Bible, yeah, and they're hum- talking about the Bible. Bible as a human book well yeah. like if you look at it as a human book then then if that's only you know what you how you view the bible then of course that's 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 the conclusion you're going to come to but if you like we do and like all the you know, reasonable Protestants before us would say, no, it's a divine book with human authors. You know, it's, it's a, it's God's book, but God, you know, it's like the Chicago statement on inerrancy, you know, God did not overrule the, the, the personalities, the context, the historical, yeah. you know, that he actually used those and superintended those. And I like that word. You actually used it. And I made a note mm. that word superintended yeah. all that took place to, because what as opposed it, to having a hand on your hand and making, or your like thing. yeah, the divine dictation model where yeah. you, like you go into a trance, and which is like some of the fun, some of the ultra fundamentalists would say, no, 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 it's divine dictation. Like well, that's not really what it seems like, you know. That's not how the Bible treats itself. But I liked how you did that. So you're you're going into that. Were you thinking about the questions that you would get get asked, or the or the potential? Well,
1: all of my disclaimers were thinking about the questions that I would yeah. get asked. That, that, that you could talk about the following fifteen topics, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about all those following fifteen yeah. topics. Can we just talk? Obviously, we're in we we're a particular passage there, Second Timothy three, mm-hmm. and um, and so I want to I want to get to that one, which had um, the, the inspiration inspiration part, yeah. and it had purpose uh, the yeah. purpose of Scripture in, in it. So I needed to un- unpack that, but all of that was in service to this larger work. This Sunday for both of us, which is to say that is that uh, over and against the work that has been done historically around the time of the Reformation, where the where the Catholics were wanting to put praying to the saints and praying to Mary and praying, you know, the 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 issue of the indulgences, which you mentioned you mentioned as well, we wanted to put all of those things in there as a, as solid biblical authoritative teaching to give the impression that that was the case. Um, we we th- th- these, this this scripture was a reaction to that at that at that yeah. time, but it continues to be. A reaction to other things that are happening that are similar to that, where we put other things above it. I was, the the, the Westland Quadrilateral was so much on my mind when I was going through this because I, I wanted to explain it. There's an editing room floor, but yeah, that's where it
0: starts getting dry. Right? It, yeah, <laughs> it,
1: but it, 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 for those listening, that that's the that scripture. Um, tradition, reason, and experience are the ordering of authorities when it comes to how we know something to be um, of God in a a truth. So, scripture first, then tradition, um, and, and service to that the scriptures and then reason and service those scriptures and then experience and service those scriptures and in the modern world we have you know, we tend right to down. flip that around so we say it's experience uh, reason and uh, tradition and then scripture as, as you're saying
0: that I'm wondering too have we seen a trend in the church and I don't mean our church but have we have we seen are we seeing more of a trend in the in the big C church in the west at least i, I can't speak to the east but where that's flipped around as well where where i don't know I, and maybe maybe this is a topic for an entirely different podcast but it's it's it seems to me as i hear other pastors preach and and, I, and i'm not trying to diminish what other congregations do, but it—it it almost seems where the experience is the most important thing, and even yeah. the even the preaching moment is in service to, and because a lot of these congregations don't have tradition, uh, so it's reason and experience that are elevated, but then they yeah. use scripture to just bolster the reason yeah I, I, yeah
1: I, no I, yeah and I, I think that's been I mean the 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 whole backlash I mean the Presbyterians were part of the groups that started the first and second great uh, Great Awakenings and part of the reason they backed away from that was because they saw that they, start you just seeing the they started the seeing the elevation of experience and, and and reason as the as the main thing and not scripture itself as the as the main thing they got very suspicious of that yeah. just as a, this is a, no extra cost today but the the, the, the uh, the Presbyterians have been historically suspicious of the emotions to begin yeah. with and 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 by that we don't mean that we we don't feel and we don't we have passion for for things it's just when those things become the, in, put in the driver's seat yeah you know we we have we have we have cause for pause yeah and, and sometimes
0: we've pendul- we've swung the pendulum. So far away from emotion, like that, like we were just saying, it becomes everything is dry and everything is intellectualized, yeah. and, and transformation is not the goal. You know, information becomes the goal, and and so it's like you're saying you had to go into this message, making sure people understood the heart behind it, yeah. because we do sometimes have a t- t- temptation to go, but for good reason, because we've seen what elevation of the experience again. It's not that experience isn't part of the equation. No. It's not that reason isn't part of it. Some people think, oh, it's third and fourth, and then it must be not important. No, that's not what... that's not yeah. what we're saying. It's just it's not as important as Scripture is. It's not as important as tradition that that is that is that is that is uh, informed by yeah. Scripture. Yeah. You
1: know, it's, it's which is the which was the issue of the of the of the Reformation. Yeah, is that the, the the Church of the 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 Roman the Roman Catholic Church of the Reformation would have said that? Look, it was the it was the it was the leadership of the church who were the first teachers of the church. Yeah. They were the ones who developed the scriptures. So, so the, the traditions of of men, to use that phrase, traditions of men was the is the first leadership, and we are just a continuation of that traditions of men. And so, scriptures continues to be in service to the you know underneath basically uh, yeah. the, the the traditions of men. Yeah, and and,
0: and when Martin Luther opens the door and then the other Reformers with him uh, open the door for ready access to the Scriptures by lay people as Martin Luther elevated the scripture be translated from the Hebrew and the Greek into uh, into the vulgar languages it begins to open the door for not just one Protestant denomination because they tried that, that they, there were attempts to unify um, the denomination or the Protestant movement under one umbrella mm-hmm. and how different would the world be had that been successful yeah. but, but because scripture is the final authority Authority; It gives people the opening to interpret the scripture as they see fit right. or as they as they in their groups saw uh, saw saw reasonable and and. And give them the the latitude to disagree with one another, right? And uh, famously, there there was, uh, and I can't remember the date, but you might, you might know the date better when 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 the the reformers tried to come together in, in Switzerland to to unify around the principles, and they had fifteen items of theology that they were debating, you know, and they 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 agreed on fourteen, and and two thirds <laughs> and the one third, uh, was the dividing line yeah. and, and would, they could not, and they had, cause they had, they decided they had to come to agreement on all of them to unify. And, uh, and most people will get it wrong, but the, that one-third of the the principle that they couldn't agree on was the presence of Christ in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. the dividing line, right? And, yeah. and how is Christ actually... When Christ says, this is my body... Do we even believe in the real presence of Christ? What does it mean?
1: And if we do believe in the real presence of Christ, how do we believe in the real presence of Christ? Yeah, what does that mean? And you got three different... At least three different versions of what yeah. that means, ca- and the new, count, counting new, the Roman nuance, Catholic
0: one. Nuance in those Versions as well yeah. too, but that's why we get to this point now, where the Protestant Reformation opens the door for a wider variety of interpretation. Because people say, "Well, I'm reading the Scripture, and I read it this way, and I'm I'm going back to the original languages, and I'm going back to, to this way." So, um, g- good good things with that, and and
1: and you know challenges. Qu- with qu- that. Question for you though. Here, here's here's something that here's something from from um, Paul. Paul's talking to Timothy, and you you included the verse on, on the screen as you and you read it as well. I just s- summarize it, but um, that um, he, he says that the um, he talks about the, the 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 scriptures that he was shaped by uh, with with his grandmother and his, and his mother. They are there for um, for salvation mm-hmm. through faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and uh, the. Uh, I think we both have sort of moved past it. This this was definitely a, a would love to have taken more time with this. Is yeah. that I felt like that in that in that moment, what he said what he was saying to Timothy, how I read this, and I, I hit it a little bit harder in the live services uh, as well. How I read this was that he just took the idea that you know first first. For Timothy, the scripture that he was steeped in was the Hebrew scriptures, yeah. the Old Testament, and um, so he just took it and said, "Because he's saying you can look to your Old Testament and find salvation through faith in Jesus Christ in the Old Testament." Yes, yeah, so exactly what Jesus did in Luke twenty-four. So, so as you as he's saying that he's actually and because at at the moment he's act the the New Testament is being formed. Yeah. Uh, so as he's saying that he's he is he's actually he's attaching that same all scriptures God breathed message to. To the to the teachings about the, uh, following Jesus, uh, as well as to to the Old Testament teachings. Yeah, that's as well. and,
0: and that's and we did neither one of us went into this. And I, uh, the 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 salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. We're going to touch on those topics: the faith in Jesus Christ, the solus uh, Christus this week, and then soli fide the week after that, um, and then the grace that's implied in those things. But. I did think it's interesting because with the person that sent me, uh, to, I'll just call him out because I don't think you mind. Terry Morgan sent me the 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 um, the reference to the Ledger article that came out about B.S.F. and one of the things that the guy mentioned erroneously is that um, he didn't think Paul would be thinking about his letters in scriptural terms. And I'm like, well, it's it's pretty obvious that that the New Testament church, the the New Covenant church, began to think about the epistles, the letters, from a scriptural standpoint, very early on. Because Peter, in 2 Peter 3.16, that's the 3.16 it keeps going through, right? The 2 Peter 3.16, he refers to Paul's letters as scripture. He says, it's not all, all alike unto itself, like many things in Paul's letter, Are difficult to understand, like other scriptures. So he, there is at least some uh, recognition. Again, the way we talk about the Bible is not we wrote the Bible or the the church wrote the Bible, but the church recognized the Bible. The church didn't write scripture, or they they did, but they didn't. They recognized scripture. God informs the human authors and then the church recognized what God had informed and what they didn't and this through a process. It wasn't just willy-nilly and it wasn't to to as some critics will will claim uh, to bolster the power structures that be because in some cases it, it demolished some of the power structures when they recognized certain passages of scripture and, and other and not others. But that's when when Paul is writing to Timothy I think there, yes, Timothy's primary scripture was the whole the Old Testament, just as Jesus was as well. But even Jesus, when he's given the great commission, what does he what does he tell the the the, the disciples to do? Go therefore, make disciples of all men. Teach them what? Teach them what? Everything I have commanded you. So yeah. he's, there's this idea that Jesus is already telling his disciples that what I have taught you. I just added. I just added is, to the yeah, to the Old Re- Testament Re- is revelation and scripture, yeah. and yeah, and so. There is an idea of New Testament scripture amongst the first century church,
1: right? So I, got, I got got to ask this. Uh, the, uh, the, there's a part of me that was energized in a different way on this topic. Yeah, and even just the topics that are coming up, just in a different way, because you, you know that we're dealing with with biblical texts that te- that that point to a truth that was kept capsulized with the great with the reformers and uh to me that's that's you know that, that that gets overlooked yeah and uh when we get to spend some time together um Uh, looking at it and thinking about it it's great and and people i'm I'm sure your your reaction i know your reactions but your son has been great because my sister was who loves you by the way (laughs) um it was texting me right afterwards as zach was killing it today whatever she was saying she just loved what you had what you had to say i suspect that that is true uh, all the way around i've had the same reaction as this i think what people react to and i certainly felt it in the moment was that that this seems really important yeah I think
0: too, this is, I felt like this in the Ordo Seleuce, and the Ordo Seleuce is one of those series that kind of snuck up on me. You know, know we've talked about this before. There are series that you're looking at, and you're like, okay, great, you know, that's, that's good that we do that. It's good. But then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of the series, and you're like, man, this is like, this is a gateway to really talking about the gospel. From a different angle, right? But 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 really getting to the heart of the gospel, and I think that's what makes something like this this past week's passage and message, and and especially as we get into the messages. Not so now we're going to be talking about what's the content of scripture. So we talked established hmm. the baseline that scripture is value and important, and we need to be centering our lives on it. Now we're going to start talking about yeah. Like the salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, what Paul mentions here in second Second Timothy three fifteen. Um, now we're going to start talking about the content. I know this week's message for me coming up, the Solus Christus, is really a presentation of the gospel. It is straight up why Jesus is the only way and why it matters that He's the only way and all and I you know not to give too much away, but. Dissecting and deconstructing the alternatives that people have tried to to because everybody tries to establish a way to salvation, whether they call it that or not. Mm -hmm. But all the alternatives and how they just fall short unless people are just naive or or you know self deluded. Do you know what I'm saying? So that I do, I think that's
1: at least that's what I feel with this. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, and I I guess without. Maybe we should wrap, wrap it up here. And just, we'll start preaching we're already, this week's we're already leaning into it, but I, I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. ready, ready to go into it. But I, I do feel like, and hopefully those who, who were listening on Sunday, and if, I would echo what Zach has said in the past, and that is if you have not listened to both, go back and listen to both. But, but it's, it's a little different, of course, to listen to the to – Classic, um, because we're not yet at a place where we can live stream the actual services yet. You would have got bagpipes in the if if you would have have been there able to live stream it. But uh, but um, but it's still the content there is still is still uh, uh, it's solid. It's it's faithful. It's important, and um, I think the next few weeks are going to be great for us as a church. Yeah, and again, uh, go go to the website, fpclakeland.org.
0: Go to the worship page in the Sermon Archive tab. This week, uh, I'd say every week is like this, but as we go through the, the next five weeks, there's so much that we could talk about in each message. You're definitely going to hear two different approaches, so make sure you check out both uh, services there at fpclakeland.org. And uh, while you're listening to this podcast, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google spotify stitcher soundcloud uh when you subscribe you'll be notified when a new episode drops and uh, then you can share it with your friends as well john will be in classic this week talk, talking about solus christus as yep. i will be in vine talking about the same and uh should be a fun time it's
1: gonna be a good weekend
0: john thank you so much for hanging out in your mario costume i'm sure you're going to be wearing that the rest of the day yes, I, well uh, you know
1: i have a funeral <laughs> i'm probably going to take it off for the funeral probably going to take it off <laughs> funeral.
0: john thank you once again for hanging out And we'll see everybody next time. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.